And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson. At Doc Manson. What is a black raspberry? Is that just a blackberry? Or are they two different things? I'm not sure I'm qualified to answer this question, Durango Canyon Matthews, at the DC Matthews. Um, a blackberry is a blackberry. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I, is there such a thing as a black raspberry? Because like, I know there's black raspberry iced cream. Which, which is where the question came from. I had a spoonful of that before coming in. Frozen yogurt, technically. Uh, before coming in to sit down with you. But as I'm going to hazard a guess that black raspberry ice cream is both raspberry and blackberry combined. But that's just me talking out of my butt. I have no insider knowledge here. Yeah, I'm I'm now looking it up because, of course, I wanted to ask you first. Uh, are black raspberries and blackberries the same? They are two completely different fruits. And and I didn't think of this, but a raspberry has a hollow core, perfect for yeah. sticking like an almond in to get a nice tasty mm. like uh, a blackberry does not. A blackberry is solid. So a black raspberry is an actual variety of berry, yeah, otherwise known as bear's eye blackberry or black caps or scotch caps. But I've never seen black right. raspberries for sale in the store. No, I don't see them around here. Either. That's true. I suppose they could be sold elsewhere. Let us know if you have black raspberries for sale in your neck of the woods. But I would, yeah, I was just thinking about that. I'm like, it is good. I will enjoy a black raspberry ice cream, especially when mixed with a chocolate ice cream. It's a lovely a flavor combination. Other names occasionally include bear's eye blackberry. Yeah. Is that what we call a blackberry? No, I think it's a different thing. Again. I think a black oh, raspberry would be would be a raspberry. Again, you would have that whole, that perfect almond or Teddy Graham type sized hole in the center. I mean, I am prepared to say they likely come from the same, like, you know, same species of plant. Well, not species, uh, genus. You are closer plant. to being a botanist than I. Like, they're so similar, but... Not to say that that means they have to be related. I don't... I don't know enough about it. All right. You should ask your bot. This article is your bramble fruit, not to be confused with the tree fruit or black raspberries. All right. Wikipedia tells me blackberry is something different. The Rubus armeniacus, whereas black raspberries come from Rubus occidentalis. All right. Different plants. Same genus, though. Interesting. Different species. Um, Related. Yeah, I was I was curious. Uh, and then also curious because, and I will freely admit, I did not plan this at all. This has been in the last 60 seconds. Uh, but someone at one point in time did email us and say, it is March. I oh, hope yeah. there's going to be some brackets. I was to think someone said at some point. And yep. since we're discussing 
brackets, and since we're discussing fruit, uh, I would like to know if you are willing. First of all, what are you eating? It's a brownie. Okay. Regular old good. brownie. Nothing special so. about it. Not that I'm aware of. It's a pretty moist brownie. Had I known this was going to be a brownie start to the show, I'd have gone to my freezer and gotten a brownie that my wife made. Hmm. I'm assuming. I assume they're delicious. They are delicious, but I'm assuming mine are more cake-like to yours that are probably more fudge-like. This is definitely fudgy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we we subscribe to the uh, applesauce instead of oil when baking. I don't know if that's uh-huh. something. Uh, Mrs. It's something I played with for a while. So it's good, and it makes me feel slightly better about it, but it also does make things more cake-like instead of. But yeah. we find that if you put them in the freezer, kind of helps. Okay. Uh, so, with your permission, okay, a quick cursory Google search has found for me uh, a sixty-four fruit and vegetable tournament. Oh my goodness! That I would this li- seems that I complicated, would but... I would like to partake in with you. I consent. Ah, consent is key. Uh, We begin then, uh, I found this on uh, sbnation.com. Now, they say the bracket is over. I say, nay, nay, a bracket is never done. Uh, (laughs) So round one, uh, this is totally, I believe there is a fruit sigh. Oh, no. You know what? How are we going to keep We're just going with it. Okay. I'm never without, I, I have index cards and a notebook always on my person. So, all right. Uh, the first one here: apple or banana. That's not fair. Those are my two finalists for this entire bracket. I I literally every day in my lunch, I eat a banana and I eat an apple. This bracket is rigged. Well, I am looking at it now. There is. At what looks like about 16 fruits. Then we get into vegetables and vegetables take up a large portion of the remainder. And then we get into, there's a whole section for herbs. All right. Um, would you like me to try to find a different one? No, it's fine. Um, I'll go with. I think I, I think I overall. Enjoy a banana more. However, there are way more. There's way more variety amongst the apple. Um, so I will go with the apple. I feel like I have choice there. Do I want a Granny Smith? Do I want a Honeycrisp? Do I want a Macintosh or a Fuji or a Pink Lady? There's variety there. That's true. Uh, bananas are bananas. Give me half a second. I'm looking to see if I can find a better tournament here <laughs> oh we uh, oh. brownies are delicious so okay we can get crazy if you want to get crazy so we can do the fruit or vegetable one uh-huh. or i found one that has 64 actual fruits many of whom we're not going to know so if we would like to break out 
the I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, and I will say Apple and Banana are both number one seeds in different ends of the bracket. So we could see whether or not you actually are going with Apple and Banana. Okay. All right. So scratch that. Sorry, SB Nation. Uh, we turn to marchmadnessfruit.files.wordpress.com. Um, All right. So our, our first matchup, the apple or the gooseberry? Yeah, the apple. Okay. We can just skip around here and get you. I could just go into the second. Uh, yeah, hold on. I'm changing something again. What we're gonna go? <laughs> we're gonna go just into their second round. Okay, apple or lychee? I do like lychee. Um, but I'm gonna go with the apple. I don't know if yeah, I've I ever think had apples lychee. are very versatile. I've seen it in like back when like yogurt sh- like shops used to be a thing. And in fairness, that's probably the only place I've had it. And whether or not that's really, yeah, I don't like. I don't even know if that's like the real thing or if it's processed. Remember when or- they were everywhere? That was such a 2010s thing you remember pink berry i loved pink berry it was good TC, i like their original we, tart flavor we would occasionally travel uh to the nearest whole foods to and then go stop at tcby there was a sweet frog if you were desperate uh real desperate. real desperate but yeah pink berry we were at pink berry a couple times Does a week that in a sweet heyday. frog still exist by the toys r us that no longer exists i think so the one we mm. used to go to with gq yeah, GQ likes yeah. Sweet Frog because he's GQ. Well, and it was near the Toys R Us, so he could have an excuse to go get I toys. I think that was the real reason. Uh, tomato or kiwi? Oh. Tomato, of course, being a fruit. It is. Um, geez. Again, I would consider the tomato to be far more versatile. I love a tomato. Mm. Yeah, I got actually. I do have to go with the tomato. It's the tomato. All right. I love a kiwi. I do. A kiwi is, is like a dark horse pick for me. I would say I like the kiwi a lot. Delicious. Um, but I, I I feel like my perfect sandwich has tomato on it. Sure. So if I could never make the perfect sandwich again, I would miss that more than not eating kiwi. I think. Okay. Um. When you eat a kiwi, do you eat the skin with the hairy bits? I do not. Um, I've seen people do it, and it freaks me out. It seems uncomfortable to try to do. Yeah. You don't want hair on your tongue. I once made a smoothie where I put a a, a kiwi in. Sure. That I had I'd cut into, into strips, but I did not peel. Mm, how'd that come out? And when I drank it, I felt like needles... We're poking my throat. Yeah. And I threw it all away. Yeah. And I felt like that was the worst decision I had made in my life up to that point. <laughs> so I could see that being I don't very traumatic it. for you. Uh pomegranate or raspberry. I enjoy both flavors as evidenced by my aha blueberry pomegranate seltzer. Remember, aha. Send the check. Um, I definitely. Um, all right. You know what? Because I love key lime pie, I'm going with the raspberry. You can't have good key lime pie without raspberry syrup. So. Interesting. I do like pomegranate, though. Pomegranate juice. Yeah, it's good. 
Delicious. High in antioxidants. Raspberries are one of my favorite fruits. And I think I will, if I ever disagree, so far we're three for three. Um, I'll say so. But uh, yeah, I, I do find a pomegranate difficult. The whole idea that you put it, you have it, you put one of the halves upside down in your hand, and then you spank it with a spoon to get all the whatever they're called, seeds, or they have a technical name. Sure. Uh, too much work. They're tasty, though. The lime or the mango? Lime, 100%. Yep. Again, key lime pie I love. Mango? I don't know. It's funny because mango is a pretty popular flavor. Not for me. But I don't like no. it. And plus, I tried eating it once back when I was a healthier eater and was trying new fruits every week, and I cut myself while trying to open it, and so it was dead <laughs> to me at that point. I don't know that I've ever had a key lime pie with raspberry syrup. I love key Delicious. lime pie, but I could see where that would Beautiful be. Beautiful pairing. I could see where um, that would be. And you know, uh, just if you want to get crazy with it, you make yourself a key lime pie. Uh, uh, you, you, you make yourself some homemade whipped cream yeah. with, with, with a pinch of that raspberry in there. Uh, and, and ooh, those are some good flavor combinations. Do you do like some candied curls, like the candied zest on top? I don't, but you could. Yeah. Uh, the orange or the guava? I'm boring. Don't want the orange. Sorry. I don't know that I've ever had guava. I've ha- I haven't had, I don't think I've ever had a piece of guava fruit, but again, I've had guava flavored things. Mm-hmm. I think I prefer guava flavor over the mango, um, but I feel like mango is more popular. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan of a whole orange, but I have been, I've been going through almost like a bag of clementines a week the last couple of weeks. Which, yeah, does a clementine count as an orange? Uh, it's here? not on the tournament, so I would say, although they do have a tangerine uh, that we'll talk about in a later bracket. But a Tangerine dream? But. What was that guy's name? Was that actually his name? The Velveteen dream? <laughs> Velveteen dream. <laughs> I think if orange. It sounded if, right. If you took Orange Cassidy and the Velveteen yeah, right? dream. Yeah. I'd like that. That'd be all right. Uh, the cantaloupe or the cherry? I like them both, and I like that there's a lot of variety to the different types of cherries yeah. that you can get. Um, the, what are those called? The the rainier cherry cherries or something like that. Uh, they're from they're mostly from California. They're the lighter color ones, kind of yellowy in color. Mm-hmm. Yep. And br- those are awesome. Mm. But I love cantaloupe. Not for me. It's probably my favorite melon. Wow. Yeah. It's a bold Probably statement. Probably my favorite melon. That's a bold statement. Yeah. So are you going with cantaloupe, I'm assuming? I'm, I'm going with cantaloupe. All right. Yeah. That would be where I would disagree, but I respect your decision. I feel like if I had to have a fruit salad, because sometimes fruit salads have cantaloupe in it, and they usually have uh, like mar- 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 maraschino. Maraschismo. <laughs> Yeah, Razor Ramon's favorite cherry, <laughs> the Marachismo. Those Marachismo uh, uh, cherries in there. Mar- and if one of the two had mar- to go. Marachismo. Yeah. If when one I of write the two a book, had to go. Marachismo uh, will play a prominent role. I-, I would rather have cantaloupe in my fruit salad. So there you go. All right. Although without those Marachismos, <laughs> I couldn't have a delicious Manhattan. Mm. Um, so there's that. 
And I like I like those cherries in my Manhattans. But then again, I can make do with an old fashioned with the orange rind. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna stick with the cantaloupe. I'm gonna stick right. with the cantaloupe. I'm not gonna stick with the cantaloupe. That's a hard one. This is the hardest decision so far. But I am gonna stick with the cantaloupe. All right. The papaya or the blueberry. And I am really showing my 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 poor uh, uh, my poor my limited palate, I guess you could say. Um, I, yeah, blueberries. I'm gonna go with the blueberry on that. Oh yeah, one. every day. Yeah, uh, a mandarin, which okay. I'm assuming I thought was just an orange. Is there a difference between a mandarin orange and? Yes. I would explain it to you, but it's complicated. All right. It would take a bit of time. So, uh, The mandarin or the pineapple? I'm going with pineapple all day long, every day. Um, right. I love pineapple. It is quite good. Uh, the tangerine, the aforementioned tangerine, or a peach? I would rather have a clementine than a tangerine. Me too. Do you want to just, well, then let's replace it, clementine or peach? No. No, I'm not doing that because then I would have trouble picking the peach, but I'm going to pick the peach Uh, because I like peaches. Millions of peaches. Yep. You know, they come from a can. I'm moving to the country. (laughs) Uh, The avocado. Okay. Or the watermelon. Hmm. Hmm. This to me is a no-brainer, but I'm gonna it. go with the watermelon. Yeah, but I really like avocado, and if I gave up avocados and couldn't have guacamole ever again, I'd be sad. Mm. But I'm gonna go with the watermelon. The watermelon is a staple of the warmer months. Oh yeah, love it. Yeah, some corn on the cob, water. That's uh, corn on the cob and watermelon is. Often we eat that almost daily in the summer. It's mm. delicious. The plum or the grapefruit. Mrs. Manson will disown me for this, uh, but I am going to take the plum mm-hmm. all day long. Correct answer. Grapefruits make my lips want to turn inside out. Yeah. The coconut Ooh. or a grape. I'm going to go with the grape. I think I prefer the flavor of the coconut, and it's very versatile, using a lot of desserts that are excellent. Um, but who wants to open a coconut? Not this guy. Not me. Yeah. I'd rather open a pomegranate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And as they have these new, well, I say they're new. Maybe they've been around forever. <laughs> but they call them the cotton candy grapes. I assume it's a new yeah. you know, cross or something. Those are so good. If you can find these cotton candy grapes wherever you are, they're just a green grape, a white grape, yeah. I guess. But they if you close your eyes and you stick it in your mouth, Simon, behave. <laughs> Seriously, they taste like cotton candy. They are delicious. They're very good. So yes, grapes. Grapes, grapes, grapes. I, I'm telling you, put your grapes in the freezer. I don't think I've ever done that. If you like Do they split? If you like popsicles. Yeah. Put your grapes in the freezer. They're like little, they don't split, but they're little, they, it's like that they have the texture of a popsicle. All right. Delicious. Okay. I'm going to try that. The strawberry 
or the nectarine. Yeah, yeah, you could have stopped after strawberry. That was going to get the win no matter what came next. Uh, my wife adores a good nectarine, but she would also vote for strawberry. Yeah. The, I'm, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I like. The, I do like nectarines, though. The blackberry or the pear. Earlier in my life, I definitely would have said the blackberry. However, yes, I am now going to say the pear. Wow. Pears are delicious if you allow them to properly ripen and they become juicy to the point that you take a bite out of it and they just start dripping juice. Oh, they're so sweet and delicious. And again, there's different varieties. I will um, say, having heard your description, I've never had a good pear then. Yeah. Yeah. I will eat one, but. Yeah, when they're dry and underripe, no thank you. Yeah. But when they're good and juicy, and hey, since I also picked an apple and I've picked the pears, I can probably pick the Asian pear, which I love me an Asian, an Asian pear. Uh, the apricot or the lemon? Ooh. Hmm. Apricots make really good dried fruit. Yes. And they are really good to make all sorts of dessert fillings. Yes. And, other, I, and I believe yeah. they are uh, apricot jam is a key ingredient in duck sauce. Mm. That is the flavor that everyone is trying to figure out when you're eating duck sauce. And I've looked it up. It's, it's apricot jam. The problem is lemons, though. Yeah. Without lemons, they couldn't have lemon meringue pie. Yep. Lemonade. They have lemon curd, lemonade. Yeah. Huh. I couldn't have an Arnold Palmer. Yeah. Lemon head. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of lemon in there. Um yeah, I, you know, mm, I feel bad about it. I feel dirty about it. Yeah. But I'm going to go with the lemon. And then our final matchup, the date or the banana. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 banana. All right. I am now going to hold on. Let's see. Yep, that was the correct answer. That was the correct answer. Yes, yes. I am going to go cherry rather than orange because, again, I prefer clementine. But otherwise, I don't really care for peaches, so I think I'll go tangerine. But otherwise, I think I'm with you across the board. Yeah. I may go with blackberry over pear because, again, as of this moment, I haven't had a good one. But Fair enough. All right. Sweet 16 time. The apple or the tomato? Um, I eat apples way more often than I have tomatoes. So Mm -hmm. apples. Yes, correct. Uh, The raspberry or the lime? How do you make me choose? Um... I guess I'll go with the raspberry. That's a hard one. That's yeah, that's a real hard one. Because again, if I'm not drinking my delicious blueberry pomegranate seltzer, I'm making lime seltzer with my soda stream. So uh, the orange or the cantaloupe? Cantaloupe. The blueberry or the pineapple? Pineapple. 
the watermelon or the peach? That's hard. Um, I definitely, this is so a little reverse logic here. I definitely eat watermelon way more frequently than peaches. But a good peach? I'm going to choose the peach. The grape or the plum? Hmm. I used to eat a lot of plums growing up. I'm going to go with the grape, though. Mm. Uh, the pear or the strawberry? Wow. Um. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with the pear. That's a that's a, that's a surprise. Wow. But yeah. yeah, I'm going with the pear. And then... In my head, I'm thinking Asian pears, really. Sure. But, yeah. And then uh, in another difficult one, the banana or the lemon? Banana. It's funny because in the back of my head, I said I can get rid of lime as long as I keep lemon. Yeah, didn't work out. Uh, the apple. Banana cream pie. I'll take a banana cream pie any day of the week over a lemon meringue. I'm glad I have the index cards here. Because next week should probably be a pie tournament. <laughs> probably. Uh, the apple or the raspberry? Apple. Cantaloupe or the pineapple? Now that is a toughie. I'm going to go with the pineapple. Grape or peach? Peach. Banana or pear? Banana. All right. Uh, I went with a blueberry over a pineapple, and I would go with blueberry over cantaloupe. And I said watermelon over grapes, and I think I'd say grapes over watermelon. We are diverging. Uh, do, I, do I actually? No. Actually, I actually think I don't do that. I think I actually go watermelon over grape. And then I would have picked strawberry over pear, but I would pick a banana over strawberry. There you go. So uh, the apple or the pineapple? Apple. I feel like the pineapple has higher highs. I feel like if I'm enjoying a really ripe, delicious pineapple, but it's hard the to apple get a is good, just versatile. You, pineapple, I find one of those things that if you can get it perfect, it's amazing. Yes. But getting it perfect, difficult. And the thing with an apple is they're just dependable. Yeah. Like no matter what apple you take a bite out of, like as long as it's, you know, not wicked mushy. It's for me. Right. Falling apart. It's pretty consistent. You know what you're getting when you sink your teeth into an apple. Banana or a peach? Uh, yeah, banana. Now, had you not said that apple and banana would have been your final. Do you think we would have gotten here or I don't know. Probably. I think so. Cause legitimately I do eat almost every day, both an apple and a banana. So they're definitely the, uh, the fruits of choice in my life. Do I think others have higher highs? Yes, but I can't have a chocolate peanut butter, banana smoothie without a banana. You could have a chocolate peanut butter peach smoothie. That sounds gross. <laughs> So which one wins? I refuse to answer. <laughs> it's a draw. 
It's they're like, the perfect fruits. It's like the Seamus and Cesaro best of seven series that ended in a tie. Exactly. <laughs> Which means that we look at, we can look forward to Apple and Banana being the next great tag team. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, it, I think your dependability. Like I like yeah. bananas. You can put peanut butter on. Uh, you can put peanut butter on each of them. Actually, yeah, absolutely. If you take an apple, slice it up, dip yep. it in some honey. Yep. Ugh, I, I have been doing a chocolate hummus, peanut butter, and a little bit of Cool Whip mixture mm. to absolutely uh, eliminate any nutritional value in the apple. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you for indulging me on that spontaneous tournament. And yes, I will have to put a pie. Uh, bracket together because there are a lot of good pies. May even throw some cakes in just to be crazy. Oh, oh my. Uh, we've made it half an hour. I, I should ask, did you have a gathering on Sunday? Did you, was in your house, was the revolution televised? It was. Uh, please, please provide your report. I look forward to hearing about it. Overall, good show. Enjoyable. Very enjoyable. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, highlights I, of the night. I can walk you through it. If, you know, I have the card up, if you would like, you know, to make some uh-huh, comments. Let me just see what actually comes from my brain. That is a good idea. For, for a second. Um, I mean, Moxley Danielson. Phenomenal match. Uh, with a great ending. Yeah. Uh, introducing, you know, your second favorite wrestler of all time. Right behind Stephen Regal, obviously, is William Regal. Sure. So. No, that's true. Lord Stephen yep. over William. I thought yep. you were going to say Bo Dallas, and I was like, I pre- <laughs> I appreciate it. I do appreciate it. No, that. but like that was a nice surprise. I wasn't ex- – I, I don't know why. I never really thought about William Regal coming to AEW, and I think that's a nice surprise. But, you know, when I think about it, though, they actually have a history of bringing in some of those older guys to act – you know, as on-screen mentors for people, Sting certainly is yeah. one. But Arn Anderson's been around doing things. True. Tully um, Blanchard. Tully Blanchard. With the revival. So, like, they've got a, a a pattern of actually bringing in those types of individuals. So, after after having seen it, I'm like, well, it just makes sense. Never would have predicted it, but that just makes sense. Yeah. Um. So I liked that. That was good. So, yeah, I really can't speak um, more highly of that match. I think that was. Like, so here's the like the the one the one moment like from the match I have in my brain. And maybe I'm only really bringing it out because, you know, I think Eric commented on it when it happened. There was a part in the match where Moxley did his rebound lariat off the ropes and it didn't look like ridiculous trash like it made sense because of the way that danielson had just hit him the momentum that he was carrying like it looked fluid and natural and exactly the perfect way that that move should be done and just yeah uh daniel bryan brings out really good stuff from a lot of people And they worked really well together. Excellent. Um, I will say I also really enjoyed the ladder match. All right. A lot of innovative uh, moves happening in that match. A little disappointed with the, the end sequence. But, you know, 
I think there was a little bit of a slip up there, and it happens. Can Can I ask a question? Yeah. In my head, and and I've, I've had this conversation with the usual suspects. Um, a ladder match, you need at least one guy who's going to pick the ladder up and hit people with it. You uh-huh. know, you need a Kane, you need a Finley, you need somebody who's who's going to be that kind. You don't need all high flyers. This match had three of those. Yeah. Okay. Just the look on your face. Okay, so that was a good thing. You like Haas fight, right? I do. Parts of that match, Haas fight. Excellent. It was good. All right. There was one part where um, I don't remember what Keith Lee was doing. Maybe he was just, I forgot he was off at that point. But there was one part where Hobbs and Wardlow go up the ramp to grab the last ladder. One guy grabs one side of it. The other guy grabs the other side of it. And, you know, they just, they both just pull on it and, and, and they just snap it in half like a wishbone. And they just sort of look at each other. One guy's got one half the ladder. The other guy's got the other half the ladder and they just, and then they just go for it. Like, that's what I mean by innovative. Like, I, I don't know that I've seen like that particular spot before. And don't get me wrong, is it set up and a little bit silly when you think about it? Sure. But like they were throwing stuff at you that you don't normally see. And it was fun. Having the three hosses uh, did provide those moments where all three of them are in the ring. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's going to go down now. And of course, the first time they tease that, what happens? Orange Cassidy rolls into the ring. (laughs) Starts kicking people. Sweet shin music across the board and they all just look at them. So, you know, that mwah, that beautiful chef's kiss of wrestle silly, just a little bit in there. Um, but you know, but everybody did good. Cause the thing about orange Cassidy is, well, yes, he's a smaller guy and yes, he's, you know, often comic relief when he needs to go, dude can go. Like there was some great moments with him and Ricky Starks in that match. I, like, I watched a match of his from rampage or something two weeks ago. And the ratio of comedy to wrestling, it was probably four to one. He was wrestling and there was a little bit of comedy. And I yeah. was like, that was awesome because he's real good. He is. The fact when he that goes, he goes. I appreciate anyone who can do a nip up because it's not going to happen for me. Right. And he can do it with his hands in his pockets, which for me yes. just seems like twice as hard. Impressive, right? Yeah. Yeah, so like that match I really enjoyed. I did think it was a little unfortunate that I don't know what the hell it was they decided they were trying to grab. Uh, I, I think they decided device. it was supposed to be a brass ring. Yes. Um, but yeah, it sure looked like a, a golden hemorrhoid cushion. So <laughs> that that wasn't the greatest in production value, but hey, what can you do? Um, The dog collar match, CM Punk, MJF. Good. Um, in terms of what you want from that match, sure. I, I violence, 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 bleeding, thumbtacks. Yeah. Like, and the other thing about that is, if you do like that style of wrestling, I mean, you're not gonna get it in the WWE. No. I guess you might. How's the does the NWA do that kind of stuff? Um, in no their idea. current product, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've seen pictures of a bloodied Zack Ryder 
but I'm not sure what promotion that that's is. For. I want to say that's CZW Combat Zone Wrestling. But uh, yeah. okay, okay, but yeah, like that was a good match, and on top of it being a good match, they told a good story. Excellent. It's always a good. Like the two of them together worked very, very well. Um, and you know, Rachel, who has a long history with independent wrestling, um, she certainly uh, popped for the entrance shenanigans and, and CM Punk coming out to his old yeah. Ring of Honor theme. She knew instantly what that was, was very excited. So, you know, I think uh, they hit the marks, man. They hit the marks on that one. Good. So that so yeah, I mean, and of course the main event. You know me, man. Adam I'm not a big Adam. Adam. I'm not a big Adam Cole fan. And part of it, I think, has to do with the fact that his head is larger than his torso. Um, <laughs> I, I say facetiously, but he always looks really small. Sure, you know, compared to other wrestlers, usually. And Hangman Page is not that big of a guy either. No. And so having the two of them in the ring together, I didn't have that. Um, that disparity, I guess. And so I was able to suspend my disbelief better than usual. And yeah, they put on a great match. I will say, I think that match ultimately went on too long. Uh, old NXT problems, right? 50% too long, yeah. let's say. But overall, still good, exciting match. Everybody else at the gathering seemed way more into it than I. Sure. Um, but I think that I still would say that was a good match. Yeah. Britt Baker, but Thunder Rosa, great match. Before you before you move on, did Adam versus Adam feel longer than uh MJF versus Punk to you? Yes, absolutely. Interesting, because technically, according to Wikipedia, it was shorter by about a minute, but the the CM Punk MJF match just kept going, going, like moving. You know what I mean? Doing new things, pulling out different weapons, and uh, just it kept me on the edge of my seat with the story they were telling. Whereas Adam versus Adam, at some point, I was like, "Okay, how many more it. finishers are you gonna hit?" That's it. That that I think is is part of the major issue is just the way in which they put those matches together where, you know, 75% of the way through you start doing finishers and it's like, yeah, the Gargano effect as we, yeah, we tend to, I call think that's it. because we officially call it the Gargano effect yeah. and that I definitely think it suffered from that a bit. Women's um, matches were good. As you were saying, Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa was very good. Um, I really nothing to, Solid match. I, I mean, you know what I mean? Like Thunder Rosa sure. always brings it. Yeah. Um, I think Britt Baker is solid. I don't think she's incredible, but I think she's solid. Yeah. And Thunder Rosa is real good. So the two of them together worked out. Um, Jade Cargill and Tay Conti, not so much. Ah. Well, not so much. They're not all going to be winners. Jade has a real good look. Yeah. But she, she's not there yet. Yep. And if you're going to put her in the ring... I think at a pay-per-view and Hey, she's a champion. She's got the look. You want her to be your next big thing. I get it. You, you, you can't put her in there with Tay Conti. You put her in there with Ruby. So that was exactly what I was going to say. Not even on this card. Yeah, I, she was on dark 
And like I saw that and I was like, how did she not make it on the pay-per-view? And that was exactly it. You want to make Jade Cargill look like a million bucks, you put her in there with Ruby, and Ruby will. Here's will the thing with Tay Conti. One, she's a terrible actress. She well, no, th- like throughout <laughs> she, no, she the is. match. I agree with you. Throughout the match, all she does is is, is have these <sighs> facial expressions that she's doing to the audience. And she looks like uh, you know, a, a a high school drama kid who's trying to play for the back row in the theater. She's so exaggerated, and it's so much in her eyebrows. Everything that she does, she the, looks like she looks like Emma Watson at the, trying to act. The Tessa Blanchard effect. Yeah, and the, and the, the, in terms of her wrestling, like Tay Conti is um, a very athletic individual, and. I know she's got some sort of background in a martial art. I'm not sure if it's judo or taekwondo yeah. or, or or what. And, and so she's clearly very athletic, even in uh, you know the area of the martial arts. But in terms of translating to the ring, her her cadence is very choppy. I, again, I don't know that it's judo that she does, but it reminds me of judo watching her in the ring. She sets something up, she sets it up, and it's a throw. Reset. Set it up, throw. Reset. Set it up, throw. It just it has this very staccato sort of cadence to her movements. And again, I really feel like you needed to put Jade in with somebody who could lead mm-hmm. and could make her look like a thousand dollars. Yeah. And take Conti. I just it wasn't the right mix. No. I think Tay Conti uh, could also is, have a good match. Judo with, is the right sport. Okay. With with, you know, Ruby Soho or whatever. Yeah. I think I think overall she's probably at this point more experienced than Jade. Make it a make it a triple threat. Yeah. Something. Figure something out a way to make figure out a way to write it a story to make it a triple threat. And then you have the veteran presence of Ruby. You get her on the roster. And and I don't want to get into the whole you know, AEW, you have these talents and you're not utilizing them well. It's professional wrestling. That's always going to be the case. But in a women's division, like, I like Thunder Rosa. Totally makes sense to have that thing with Britt Baker. But you, you, yeah. I think yeah. you could have, you could have put, made that a triple threat and it would have been much better. Yeah. And those are really the highlights, I think, for me. Did Jericho look like someone who was going to show up in WWE again in the next few months? He looked like somebody who decided to stop drinking and cut some weight for whatever reason, whether that's because he saw the transformation in John Moxley or because he was ill recently overseas when in the UK or because he realized people on Twitter were comparing him to Greg, the Hammer Valentine, <laughs> whatever the reason being, I'm glad that he looks yeah. healthier than he has much this last year. There is, there is nothing I have seen to, to say that, but the, the sudden change in look, the, and then the, not only losing to Eddie Kingston, but losing by submission to Eddie Kingston, just for some reason in my head, I was like, that's his last AEW match. He'll show up at the Raw after WrestleMania, if not at WrestleMania. And but maybe again, again I think that, I that's think that Chris is that Jericho. is pure total speculation on my part. 
Chris Jericho is a guy who I think absolutely could go back to the WWE and have a good run. I don't believe the same about Cody Rhodes. I just don't see that happening for yeah. Cody Rhodes. So like Chris Jericho, yes, I totally buy it. Um, but I don't necessarily know that that's for sure. I mean, if anything, you could say, hey, he knows his contract with AEW is coming up. He really likes it in AEW. They're bringing in all sorts of other guys. If he wants to look attractive, be able to maybe actually, you know, have some leverage in terms of the contract that he wants to wants to sign. I got to show I'm taking this seriously. I got to get back in shape. I, I mean, who knows? There's a thousand different reasons why a person might be motivated. Um, health wise, money wise. Sure. Anything, anything. So I don't know. But yes, he looked good. Eddie Kingston looked Let me let me put it this way. I, I feel like if I were to just get off my couch, take my shirt off, like I'm in better shape than Eddie Kingston. Like it's he looked bad. Like and he I don't get me wrong, he's a larger guy. He's always been a larger guy, but I just felt like he was I don't know. I don't want to talk about people, I guess being in shape or out of shape, but I don't know, man. And Eddie Kingston, I think he's a great talker, but I, I just, I've never really felt any of his matches that I have seen so far. And even this one did not really hit for me. So I'm looking, I'm looking at a uh, photo of him. It looks like him and Jericho sort of shaking hands after the match. Jericho refused to shake. Oh, well, in this in this picture, they're they're going together. Yeah, yeah, and I get it as someone who looks the way I look and is a Kevin Owens fan. And maybe we'll talk about him in a bit. You don't have to be in like, you know, Eddie Kingston. The the character makes sense to look the way he looks. Sure, but it, it's one of those things, and you know, people talk about this with uh, Vince McMahon and such. You know. You got to think of how they're going to look on the poster. Yeah. So, but a good show. Uh, was it good enough to make you want to watch Dynamite and Rampage this week? Probably not. But it was good enough that I'll watch the next pay-per-view. Did you charge people? Or did you pay for it out of the goodness of your heart? Well, I, I think I mentioned on the show last time. Um, yeah, with your, I got to get a VPN, man. Yeah, so so I I I I won't say out of the goodness of my heart, but I made good on my previous promise. Fair enough. Oh, that's true. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, the Apple TV was in Cornwall for uh, Sunday evening. <laughs> you shipped it out. Glad I helped did. you out. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Well, yes. Uh, you know, WrestleMania is coming up a couple weeks. Early April, I want to say April second and third. Um, Not one person at our gathering expressed interest in watching WrestleMania when asked. Interesting. Was GQ there? Yes, he was. Good. No one wants to see. Uh, let's see what match. Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. No. No one wants to edge versus AJ styles would be good except for the whole edge thing. Yeah. Wow. 
Never, never been a fan. Sorry. No, nobody wants to see Johnny Knoxville wrestle. No, don't. Or Logan Paul. I don't know who he's wrestling. I don't want to see it. You don't want to watch the KO show with special guests on Cold Steve Austin. Okay. I mean that that might be interesting if if again I think we you know like I not that I want Steve Austin to come back, but if he's gonna come back and if he's gonna take six to nine months again to shape before he gets into the ring, and this is step one of that process to 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 tell this long term story that they're gonna build as he gets in shape in the background. Not that I necessarily want to see it, yeah. but at least do it right. Okay. The I watched parts of Owen's most recent promo, and then I watched the highly edited package of Austin accepting the challenge. Austin's still a good talker. Not surprised there. Uh, he made it clear that there would be physicality, but it's not going to be a match. I think we're going to see... You know, he'll he'll get uh, Owens into the corner and stomp a mud hole in him. Maybe he'll hit his, like, Fez press crotch to the face thing, and we'll get at least one stunner, probably more. That's really all you need. And then he drinks beers, and that will be the last time we ever see Steve Austin in a WWE ring, I think. You know, I, um, this is probably going to sound, hmm, uh, Steve Austin's stock with me dropped precariously around the time he started driving an ATV around the ring. Commissioner Austin didn't do much for you. No. And so if he comes out to the ring on an ATV at WrestleMania. (sighs) He was definitely driving some sort of off-road vehicle for this promo package. But that that is that to be fair that is what he does he has a giant ranch in texas probably a you know 100 acres maybe so he has some little four-wheeler that he uses to get around so but all right yeah yeah uh have you taken a moment today last wrestling piece i have have you taken a moment today to be thankful for your nxt champion dolph ziggler Great. All right. Monday night. I didn't watch, of course, but Monday. I mean, at least that's a name that I've heard of. Monday, Braun Breaker, Rick Steiner's kid, makes his raw debut. I watched a like 30 second clip and went, he's never going back. Vince is going to watch the athleticism because he's a good athlete. He's he's got the Scott Steiner style promo down, which is always money. <laughs> is it? How much money depends on the kind of math you're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's he's going to get called up after WrestleMania and, and that'll be it. And sure enough, the next night he loses the title to Dolph Ziggler, who is your definition of a transition champion. Uh, I, I'll say this. I'm more interested in it in NXT now than I was 24 hours ago. Sure. But that's me. But yeah. that's me. Yep. 
Uh, anything else wrestling-wise, or shall we get to our seven emails now that we know what the best fruits are? And Podcast at DDTWrestling.com is that email address. Our first email, fascinating enough, comes from the bestest of the besties, and the subject line is, the pies have it. Hi, guys. Sending this email early before the senility kicks in and I'll forget. This week, we're talking pies, either sweet or savory. And what are your top 10 favorite pies? Thanks, as usual, Glenn. Glenn, we're going to skip this. Tune in next week, Glenn. Yeah. We'll, we'll get we're this gonna all. We're going to bracket it up. We'll get this all. Because well, now I will have to put in some savory pies. I wouldn't have thought of that, but we'll have to get some pot pies and cottage pie. So Shepherd's pie. Cottage pie. Shepherd's. Do you eat it with lamb? No, but if I go to the store and buy a thing that's labeled shepherd's pie, it's got beef in it. In England, they call it beef. I don't live in England. All right, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) The next one comes from Tim. One week off, one week on. Hey there, fellas. I'm sure this weekend will episode. I don't know what that means. About 20 minutes ago by listening time covered revolution. Uh, to touch on your question about $1 million, please read in Dr. Evil's voice. One, One million, million dollars. dollars. I would give up watching wrestling. It has gone downhill across the board, and just hearing about it covers my interest these days. Either that or give up Reddit, but that's a little tougher since I get much enjoyment and research for Nerd Lab out from it. As I write this, it is Tuesday morning before Apple's announcement. This brought up a thought, and I don't know if it's ever been covered durango i know you use a chrome back (laughs) i mean i cracked myself up with that (laughs) mispronunciation i know you use a chromebook and a macbook doc you mentioned using an iphone on the past here is the question for you both do you prefer iphone or android and is there any major razon and a second question you have mentioned before Wow, playing before I can't read tonight. This is not a second question. This is me. Have another brownie. And a second question. You have mentioned playing wow before. What classes did you play? I'm curious as I recently discovered private wow servers so I can scratch the itch a little without giving the dumpster fire of humanity that is Blizzard a monthly stipend for just a few hours of entertainment a month. Best regards, Tim. They have private wow servers? Yeah, it's kind of a a a, a, um, a privateering thing. Is that what the word I was told to use? Yeah, yeah, kind of a privateering thing. So yeah, they exist. They exist. Interesting. Um, I will tell you, Tim. In terms of your phone question, I back in the day I used an iPhone, then I used an Android phone, then I used a Windows phone. I tried them all back to back with my phones, and uh, I stuck with the iPhone. I think the iPhone is the superior experience. Don't get me wrong. It's a cliche to say this, but for the most part, for the most part, mm-hmm. my iPhone just works. And that was not the experience I had with my uh, Nexus phone from Android. It was not my experience I had with my Nokia phone from Windows phone. And honest, although I will say, overall, I did prefer... Windows Phone as an operating system, but it died. Nobody makes it anymore. 
Um, and I will say around the edges, iPhone still had the edge in terms of polish. So sure. iPhone for me, 100%. I also have a MacBook that I uh, use as a laptop. And of course, my main PC is Windows. Yeah. Uh, I've got two Chromebooks. Uh, one that I mostly keep at school now and one for here. We've got the MacBook that my wife and I share. Her for Is hers. that a MacBook Air? Uh, yes. Is it I one of the new so. ones with the M1 chip or is yes. it an older one? Okay. No, I think it's a new one. I remember recommending the new one, but I couldn't remember if that was what you actually got. I asked because somebody was asking me in Twitter. I, Brandon, I think, was asking me what um, what what type of laptops I would recommend for podcasting audio, that sort of thing. And honestly, I didn't, I was going to say, I think DC has the new MacBook air. Seems like he's pretty pleased with it. Um, I didn't say that cause I couldn't remember for sure if that was what yeah. he had, but again, the hardware to me just makes sense. Like it's yeah. not, it's well, not exactly cheap, but no. it's a powerhouse for what, for the, for the money you're putting in. No, my wife and I each paid for half of it. Uh, she's using it for her small business. I'm using it for this. We don't use it for much else. Uh, it's been sitting in my wife's, you know, uh, small business space in what should be a dining room, but we don't have one. Um, you know, for probably a couple of days, just untouched because we just tend to use other stuff. And I have my very old, incredibly crappy uh, Windows laptop. But I do have an iPhone. I, I don't know enough about Android to ever think I would want one. I'm like, iPhone works for me. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, Thunder Beast was a Torin Shaman and uh, Loki Ron or Lokiron. I don't remember how you pronounce Loki it. Ron. Loki Ron was a Torin uh, Hunter. Correct. I also had uh, a, a Shadow Priest that I got pretty high. Um, but you know, I played a bunch of different classes. The shadow priest and the shaman were the ones that I probably played the most. At some point I also got, uh, yeah, I, I, I specced shadow priest as well. And I got that pretty high also, but yeah. I would say the hunter was definitely my, uh, yeah. my primary. I've never been one to be a tank or a healer, you know, DPS all day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nate. Love getting emails from him. Email time. Good morning, fellers. I've actually thought a decent amount about your question from last week about what I do for a million buckarunos. I do most things with nothing to do with insects or dangerously spicy food. Interesting to think about what you wouldn't and would do in such a crazy situation. With my birthday coming in 13 days, all I'm hoping for is good weather and no stress. Also, I really hope you make more episodes of Sound Scary, Doc. I think this is the second time in a row he's mentioned that. Hey. I will say, when I saw GQ on Sunday, he said, when are we going to start recording the next season of Sound Scary? And I said, never. And he said, you're a liar. And I said, yeah, probably. So, you know, some point. Uh, one, what helps you get through your day when you're having a bad day at work? Two, what is your favorite breakfast meal? Three, three favorite comic characters and what made you fall in love with them sent from my heart. Aww. Uh, when I am having a bad day at work, uh, there are a small number of uh, co-workers who I am 
friendly enough with that I can go and sort of vent to them, uh, and they tend to be a help. Um, one thing, and this is probably only specific to teachers of small children, when I get very annoyed because small children you know, raising their hand is something we don't always do, forming a line. So when I get really tired of hearing my name over and over again, Mr. Matthews, Mr. Matthews, Mr. Matthews, I Durango, insist, Durango, Durango, Durango. I insist on being called a different name. Uh, that is usually the name Paco, which is probably not entirely appropriate, <laughs> but I will yeah, only yeah. answer. I will only answer to Paco. They have to, so they'll come over, Mr. Matthews, and I ignore them until they go, I mean, Paco. And then I look over and go, yes. Uh, and and just, that, just that dopey thing is enough to, uh, to, to help. Now I know that if you were a dog, you would be a golden retriever. Or a bulldog. Mm, I see the bulldog too. Uh, what would you do? Well, what do you do when you have a bad day at work? Not that know. you ever do. Your days at work are always always full of joy and mirth. But I'm going to say, I mean, honestly, there are things that happen at work that I don't like that make me mad, that frustrate me. But like, I don't know that I can remember the last time I had what I would just call a bad day at work. Usually it's compartmentalized. It's a thing that I'm mad about. Sure. But, you know, you work through it, you get over it, you move on. Um yeah, I don't know. There's plenty of stuff I do at work that I don't like. Like, I mean, this last week I've been dealing with plagiarism cases. Um, normally, still- like, I'll have, like, ten at a time, you know? Yeah. This last round, I now have, I've had, this with this one assignment, 29. Wow. Like three times higher than normal. And they take me forever to process, like, going through all the paperwork and due diligence that I put together for my reports. Like each one takes me at least an hour to do. So like I hate doing that. But like I wouldn't say that's like a bad day at work. I just go get myself a cup of coffee, put my put a podcast on and just get to work and get through it and I don't know, deal with stuff that comes up. I don't know. I will say I, I'm not the type I think I think the thing that helps most with a bad day at work, and this is maybe the reason why I say I don't have bad days at work. Uh it's a sort of a mentality thing. Don't get lost in having the bad day. Focus on what you can do and do that. That's excellent advice. Yeah. Uh, my favorite breakfast meal. There is a, something I, I get on the vineyard when we go. It's called a Jacob. Does it come from uh, Backdoor Donuts? No. Oh. comes from a place called Linda Jeans up there on Circuit Avenue in the great town of Oak Bluffs. Uh, and it is, uh, it's essentially like a vegetable kind of hash. It's like home fries and there's some broccoli and a little bit of bacon in there and some peppers and tomatoes. And there's mushrooms if you want mushrooms. Um, and usually it's topped with fried eggs. But as I don't eat eggs, I just get it on its own. And my God. God, is it good? Mm, that sounds nice. A little bit of the, you know, bacon grease. You put cheese on top so the cheese is melted and kind of binds it all. Uh. That sounds good. I would have mine with the fried eggs, and that sounds yeah. quite delicious. That, you take that, get yourself a nice English muffin or a biscuit because sometimes they have biscuits on the side. A little bit of jam on that. 
I, there's nothing else I need in a breakfast. What about um, you? Favorite breakfast meal? Probably French toast. I definitely have pancakes more often. Sure. But it's probably French toast. Which is funny because, you know, it's it's a meal that you make when you've got bread that's one day past stale. And yeah. you know what I mean? But hey, I don't know. Something about good French toast. Uh, you go out, something made from challah bread or brioche. Like, mm-hmm. mm, tasty, tasty. Probably, probably that. Not healthy, all carbs, but delish. Three favorite comic characters. Notice it doesn't say comic books, so I think we have to actually pull from comics, like the Sunday Funnies. Okay. Um, I'm going to pick Garfield. He is my all-time favorite. Sure. Um, I understand now that Garfield is an awful commercialization machine, and it hasn't been funny in 20 years. Yeah. Uh, but the first 40 years were pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I love Calvin and Hobbes. Sure. I count them as one character because one is the figment of the other's imagination. Absolutely. Um, and I fall in love with them because they are a picture perfect window into the mind of a child and childhood. And it's beautiful and glorious, and I love it. And three, I'd like to pick a dark host, a dark horse like Opus, uh, but unfortunately, I am going to just choose Snoopy because he is the best fucking dog in the world. Yeah, that was my first choice. Uh, I enjoyed Snoopy because, um, again, yeah, just. This is what you hope all dogs would be. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember the last time I read the Sunday funnies. <laughs> um, you look like a Kathy kind of guy. I was going to go with Dagwood from Blondie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I remember a lot of like reading that and being like, oh, so that's what marriage is like <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> Um, you're more you strike me more as the dad from Foxtrot. I mean, that's nice of you. <laughs> um, and then I always enjoyed the family circus cart like comic strips where no! Like, no nobody enjoys the can family I, circus. Can I clarify? Not all of them, but like the ones where it's like you know, the kids left to its own and it's like a map and you see all the different places, like all the different footprints to know that he went all, all right, over the besties. place. Uh, but I will go, I will go with uh, Hagar the Horrible. Oh. That an acceptable alternative. I, but okay. I, I'm, I'm not trying to shame you here, but I kind of am. Besties, <laughs> please write in to tell me how awful Family Circus is. I'm not alone on this. Am I? Am I? I don't know. I didn't. Enjoy, I don't remember much about what the actual comic strip said. I just remember those images. Yeah, and like that's burned into my brain. All right. Yeah. Okay. Remember when there would be like comics that weren't funny, and they'd be in there like they were actually like a like comic strip soap opera. And there, I was like, there, why there, used, to, there used to be a, co- a a soap opera version of Spider Man in there. Yeah. Why is this here? Why are you oh. taking up precious ink and color? Uh, our next email comes from Che. A couple of questions. 
Evening Chaps, with Ziggler's recent NXT title win. Hey, spoilers! Uh, possibly just a catalyst for Braun Breaker to move up to the main roster. It also feels like something that has been talked about for a while and good to finally see. With that in mind, are there any current WWE talents that would benefit from a return to NXT 2.0 for a program or two, or even wrestlers that have now left the company? Could one or two of those reinvented themselves in NXT instead of becoming stagnant on the main roster. As for the main rosters, how many wrestlers is too many wrestlers? With Eric Redbeard and Swerve slash Strickland slash Killshot turning up in AEW, they now appear to be the ones taking over from WWE and the hoarding department. If they revive Ring of Honor or add another televised show where all these talents are going to be used, sure, keep going. But right now, it seems there are going to be the same talents being underutilized. Just want your guys' takes. All the best folks sent from my galaxy. Hmm. There's a name that comes to mind, but I'm not sure that you're going to like it. Okay. Uh, in terms of someone uh, current, technically, this person is a current WWE talent that Asuka. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, do it. Do it, do it, do it. Yeah. That was when she was at her best, uh, with the exception of the money in the bank where she jumped off the thing. Um, she hasn't been around in a while. The reports say that she's healthy. They're just waiting for creative to have something for her to do, which baffles me. Um, I'm just going like, to say send- Go ahead. Oscar should be all elite. I, I, feel, I feel weird saying that because, you know, Shay, Shay, also talks about this. Yeah, they're hoarding people and there's got more people they can possibly use and people that they should be using like Ruby Soho is on dark. But like, again, if you want Jade to look like a million bucks, you have to surround her with generals. Yeah. Asuka would be perfect for it. Yeah. Um, I think that's fair. Uh, Another name that comes to mind is Jinder Mahal. Sure. He's a former world champion. He's not doing much, but he could go down there in kind of a coach slash, um, you know, run. A nice consolation prize for him. I think yeah. him and Drew McIntyre could be very happy there together. The two MB. Absolutely. What's they he Slater up to these days? He wrestled Moose at a pay-per-view for the world title at the last Impact pay-per-view. Really? Yeah. How'd that go for him? He lost. <laughs> In 30 seconds or? I don't know. I know. I think it was a match. I think he's got like, you know, I'll look it up because it was, it was the day before uh, Revolution. It was just this weekend. I will say I was uh, watching Revolution. Sacrifice. And uh, I was watching that, that tag match, you know, mm-hmm. I gotta say, man, Sammy Zayn has put on some serious bulk. Which tag match? It was um from the pre-show? Yeah. Don't talk about Buddy Matthews that way. How dare you? <laughs> um yeah, uh it was uh Impact Sacrifice. You got to see Rich Swan, you got to see Rhino, you got to see the Iconics right. and Emma. Yeah. And Bronson Reed and Alex Shelley. 
and uh, Mickey James and Eric Young and the Good Brothers and Heath, who it was 12 minutes. He got a 12 minute main event match. Not bad. I would like to have seen the Iconics or so what are they called now? Uh, the the inspiration. Inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Now, I don't. Was this? It did air on Impact Plus. I technically could watch it since I do still have that because I can't figure out what my username and password is. Uh, Great. How many wrestlers is too many wrestlers? Uh, Jeremy would say that you can get by with like 12 to 18 wrestlers in a company, and that's all you need if you use them right. Um, I don't know if I agree with that, but I think if you've got, if you're doing a two to three hours of television a week, once you hit 20 to 24, you're probably out of, and that's men and women. Yeah. Um, I would say max you want is 30 and like, that's to have enough to like rotate people out. Yeah. And that they, they all have more than that at this point. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brandon Banks, imagining a world. Imagining a world in which DC is the owner and booker of his very own wrestling company. What imagining that in the Durango Canyon Cannon, a wrestler with a pirate gimmick and a cannon would be champion. Perhaps Nick Cannon would be the ring announcer. Anyway, my question for the week, who better than Canyon? Sent from my iPhone and not from my Canon camera. You're very clever. Uh, who better than Canyon storyline-wise? Nobody. But in reality, a decent amount of people. Mortis was better than Canyon. I'll say that. That's my hot take. Mortis <laughs> was better than Canyon. Uh, Mrs. Manson, A-E-Dub. Hi, guys. Just a quick message from me, shouting out the cool cats who joined at Manson Manor over the weekend for AEW Revolution. GQ. Rachel? Rachel. That, is that what she's going by now? Well, that's like, what I call her. Oh. GQ, Rachel, and the Arsicist all gathered, and it was a grand time. I love that that happens. Thanks for the pickle chips, GQ. I definitely think the show could have used more blood. Other than that, I think we all really enjoyed the show and getting to be together and laugh a lot. Looking at you, the Arsicist. Sending love to all, Mrs. M. Do you think it could have used more blood? Uh, she's being sarcastic. There was oh, so okay. much blood that she practically wanted to vomit for most of the night. I was going to say, I saw some black and white images and I was like, yeah. it looks like there's a lot of blood. She was not a big fan of some of those matches. Got it. Our last email comes from Jeremy. What show Glenn monger? If there is nothing left to monger, I'll read this one. If you would like, since it's... the recent few years have not been kind. We have lived through, and are continuing to live through, bizarre weather phenomena likely caused by climate change, at least one global pandemic, Republicans, and now war in Europe. Yesterday, I read on the internet that some cursed Japanese stone cracked open, which is uninteresting, except that it's rumored that at least one evil spirit had been housed in said stone. And if that's not enough... Excellent use of the ellipsis, my favorite piece of punctuation, by the way. Today, I read on the internet that pretty good-sized spiders are soon parachuting all up and down the east coast of Jim Duggan's USA. Mother Nature is scraping the bottom of the gimmick barrel for that one, but I don't put it past her to have another doozy on deck. 
Surely we will all end up living in a post-apocalyptic wasteland sooner rather than later. My thought experiment for you boys is this. Assume that we wind up living in such a nightmare world. And also assume that the only survivors of said apocalypse are the members of the Bestie Chat. If you two were responsible for assigning each of us our jobs, tasks, responsibilities, etc., to get us through each day, what would you assign each of us to do or be responsible for? To be clear, we are in full walking dead land here. No electricity, no running water, scrounging for everything, etc. No way this goes off the rails. Jeremy. Hmm. So, Doc... It's an apocalyptic wasteland. I'm assuming there's some zombies roaming. Uh, we have gathered the besties and only the besties. I'm, I'm going to add my wife to that because I can. Uh, what, what, first of all, what do you believe your ideal task would be? For me? Yeah. Uh, running, hiding. Eating the food, <laughs> not fighting, definitely behind the main line of fighters. Um, I think we can safely say that Jer- the Piece of Business podcast boys are the the primary, they're the warriors. Yeah, they're definitely the Norman Reedus of the group. Um, I, I mean that with everything that's built in. You can statement. throw Nate in there. He posts pictures of him in the gym. Yeah. He looks scrappy. Yeah, he looks scrappy. Um, I'm a lover, not a fighter, DC. I don't know what to tell you. I guess I could maybe work on repopulating the world, but uh, yeah, I don't know. You said uh, pick an ideal task. That's what I was going to pick for you. So. <laughs> I'm clearly in charge. I'm in clearly in charge of morale. <laughs> clearly. Um, I'm going to write a book. <laughs> hold on, guys. Let's have a tournament. Uh-huh. This will distract us. What cake would you most like to be eating right now? Um, I yeah, mean, I guess let's... I could do some sort of science initiative. I know enough about it that I could you know, try to break down the sequence of the thing and try to design uh, a vaccine or something like that. I think with the right resources, it's not something that I have experience with per se, but I know the theory. And if it really were just us, like, I guess that would be the most important thing I could attempt. But yeah, um, I would, of course, come up with a spreadsheet to keep track of all of our supplies. I would do it with like a stick in the <laughs> that dirt. That might actually be useful, though. Yeah. I think I would be organizing. All right. All right. All the foragers come in. Banks, Simon, Che, come on in. What'd you get? What'd you get today? Let's let's organize it. Let's get it. At, all right. How many cans of Spam did we find? How many Twinkies have we uncovered? Twinkies are key. Although somebody else would have to be in charge of rationing the food. Because otherwise, I'd have just cream all over my face and be like, I don't know where they went. I made a mistake in the spreadsheet. Sorry. But yeah, I feel like Glenn, as the resident monger, like he would probably be good. I I, I assume a monger has some skill in the butchering of animals. Yeah. 
because somebody would need to prepare um, wh- whoever was the hunter, uh, bring what they bring back. So I think Glenn would be a shoe in for that, from what I know. Yeah, I, I like I said, I think he and he and Jeremy are are the primary hunter. You know, a lot of people got to forage. I think that's a lot of Brandon Banks know, strikes me as the um, the wild card. <laughs> I think. You know, he could just fly off the handle at any minute. And like, you want that, you want that element, yeah. that ace. Up you want to get sleeve. nuts? Let's yes. Get nuts. When you get backed into a corner, that is when Brandon Banks is going to shine. Sure. I don't know if there's any truth to that, but that's the way I feel. Well, like, I think so. I think him and Shay. <laughs> if, if you're, you know, if you're, if you have a favorite professional bowler, I'm not messing with you. No. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think we'd do okay for a little while. Yeah. What would GQ do? What would GQ's job be? Court jester. <laughs> Somebody's got to make sure the windows are clean on the RV. True. Oh, you're assuming we have a vehicle? I'm assuming we're like fortifying. Fortifying? Foraging and fortification. Okay. All right. Yeah. Here's our base of operator. I'm I'm thinking like total seven days to die. You go explore that house. You go explore that house. Yeah. I mean, I feel like GQ. I'm not leaving the the walls of our enclosure, but everyone else go bring me stuff. GQ. I mean, I'm going to give GQ some credit here. He's in decent shape. Like, I think if you need somebody to go out and forage, like to go around, check like local houses and buildings and to be able to like, you know, actually gather stuff up and carry it back. Like, sure. I, I think I think he's a good bet. I don't know if he's got the courage for it, but he probably does. You put something on the line, like, you know, you hold his kids hostage or something. God. <laughs> no, I think we take his bins of toys and that's our weapons. We're throwing, you know. <laughs> if only he had more feet. Legos, we could just lay those we're, all around. And we're zombies throwing, would predator, close. throwing predator figures at the heads of the zombies. Yeah. All right. Thank you to Glenn and Tim and Nate and Che and Banks and Mrs. Manson and Jeremy for your excellent emails. It's that time again, Doc Manson. What do you have for your piece of positivity? Uh, I've got my I've got mine queued up. DC. I'm yes. Are you aware of Santo? Santo. El Santo, the Mexican wrestling legend, or just Santo? El Santo. Then yes, big burly dude, the the luchador mask, yeah, re- uh, wrestling legend, who then of course went on to be very popular in all manner of media within Mexican culture, starring in did some. He, s- did he start? Did he start a horror movie? I may ask. He starred in like seventy freaking movies. Wow, uh, one of which, Santo in the Treasure of Dracula. Uh, was the film used for the premiere of season 13 of Mystery Science Theater 3000, which aired in the Gizmoplex last Friday night. Excellent. It was a good time, had by all. It was sort of uh, a test run for backers. They did premiere the episode, but early in the night, you know, there was technical difficulties and took them some time to get things back on track. They did some live segments, you know, as they were waiting on things to come back up and running. It was a good time. It was a good time. Um, You know, the show very much is um, significantly less polished 
than it was underneath the, uh, Netflix the last two seasons. But of okay. course, that's because Netflix had a ton of money um, and they don't have that anymore. But also, you know, the, the, the long history of the show, the, the, the 10 seasons of Mystery Science Theater that happened before Netflix were all made for cable, low budget affairs. And so a, a lot of the camp and, and stuff that comes from that, I feel like, was honored and returned uh, in season 13. So, But I will say, if the only thing you're used to is, is the Netflix stuff, you might say, whoa, uh, this is... But to me, it just felt like a return to form, and I enjoyed if, it. If you're a Mystery Science Theater fan and you have not seen Manos, The Hands of Fate, are you a Mystery Science Theater fan? I ask you. Excellent. I'm very glad to hear that. That was a good time. Friday that night. Makes me happy. Look forward to the rest of the season. How often are they coming out every Friday? Um, not just yet. Like I said, it was sort of a, a technical uh, uh, preview night. You know what I mean? They were trying, Got I it. think, making sure their streaming stuff is working because their their plan is just sort of like Joe Bob Briggs does. They're going to actually air you know, the new episodes live and they wanted to make sure that like the oh. live streams working, the chats working, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a little bit of ways, ways away still, but. So for those who might want to check out the next one and, and send some support, how would you, how would they uh, be able to watch this? Either the one, either the one from last week or any of the new ones. Well, so they did a Kickstarter, which is how I am watching it. But I think at this point, if you go to basically any app store, iOS, Android, Apple TV, Fire, whatever, I think they now have an MST3K app, um, which is their own streaming service, basically. And they're still working on that as well. Um, but in there, you can buy, well, you could rent almost any episode of MST3K or purchase to Excellent. own if you want. Um, except for the ones they don't have the rights to. And there are some episodes they don't have the rights to. Sure. But they have the rights to most of them. Um, and then, you know, this thing that they're doing now with the new season and those live events, you can buy um, tickets to go to the live events. It's, it's virtual, of course, but you can you can pay to get in there, sort of like a rental fee. Um, you can buy a season, I think. Uh, or at least I don't, I'm not sure if you can buy that right now or that's their plan when it does open up. Because, again, we're sort of in the the early implementing stage from the Kickstarter. So but that is the plan to sell tickets to these events. And, like, you know, they go around the country. Sometimes they go on tours. They do shows here and there. And, like, they're planning on also being able to live stream those um, from different parts at different times. So it sounds like they're looking to you know, build their own way to control their content for the first time and give fans a view into some of those more side, smaller projects. Again, the tours, things like that, that you might not normally get to see um, unless you are able to get to those shows. So I don't know if you're an MST3K fan, I'd say check it out. I think it's always a, a good, um, it's a good, it's a good cause, I think. Sure. I mean, you know, there's probably better causes in the world today of like actual things. But in terms of entertainment, that's that's not what we do here. No, in terms of entertainment, that's not what we, do. No we just had a we just had a fruit tournament for God's sake. How about you, DC? My piece of positivity uh, is a man. And no, it's not William Regal, though. I'm very excited. This man 
Doc. This man's name is Abe. And Abe is my piece of positivity. Okay. Because can I tell you, we we waited. Season four of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel uh, started a couple weeks ago. We didn't want to be waiting every Friday. We don't like watching things week to week. So we waited and waited and waited. And Monday night? Monday night. We said, you know what? Uh, let's let's break into it. There's six episodes available. Let's watch episode one of season four of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And I just love Abe Weissman. He is, he is so entertaining, and everything he says or does is hilarious, from uh, trying to navigate a family through Coney Island to typing in a bathtub. Uh, we have only seen two episodes, but it, I, I had to go back because YouTube, of course, has highlights of all of Abe's best moments. And the show is great. The characters are very funny. I don't really know where this season is going yet, so I'm giving that a little bit of time. But, you know, Kevin Pollack, Jane Lynch. Um, oh, I should know her name. Alex Borstein. Um, you know. I'm Tony Shaloub. Tony, yes, of course, Tony <laughs> Shalhoub, Abe, Abe Weissman. Um, I believe Jason Alexander is going to be in there at some point. So, yeah, it's a good show. Um, I'm enjoying getting back into it. And uh, Abe Weissman makes me happy, which irritates my wife because she doesn't particularly care for the character. Um, but I find, you know. He's just, irritating in all of the right ways. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm not up to date, I think. I've only watched maybe the first four episodes. So okay. Maybe I'm a little ahead of you still, but you are. Um, we just watched it. We watched episode two uh, earlier uh, this afternoon. I am looking forward to seeing the rest of the season. I do enjoy Mrs. Maisel as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and Mrs. Maisel. Yes. Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. Nope. That was it. I was going to mention something else, but not necessarily for the show. Um, but yeah, so that's it. Me and my buddy Abe. All right. You and your you and your buddy. Is it Joel? Is Joel still there? Joel is still there. He sort of runs the ship like behind the scenes. And yeah. with the Kickstarter, um, Jonah, who was the host during the Netflix years, is hosting yep, half of the episodes. There's a new host whose name escapes me. I haven't seen her yet. The first female host is doing half the episodes. And then because certain Kickstarter goals were met, Joel will be stepping into the jumpsuit for a couple of episodes as well this season. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm, do they have the whole Pat Oswald Felicia Day thing or is that? They are there. Yep. Hey. Brought back some others from the past of the show as well. Some other mads. So it's a nice mixture of old and new. And I am really looking forward to Joel stepping back in the jumpsuit. Joel has an incredibly dry humor mm-hmm. and I don't know, like I'm sure I'm not sure if the UK people are aware of MST three kegs. I feel like it's sort of a uniquely American cable television thing. Sure. But at the same time, I'm sure it's been everywhere. It seems like it's popular online. Um, and I just feel like Joel has that UK humor sensibilities that would be appreciated. I'm not super familiar with him, but as I've watched, almost every episode of comedians and cards getting coffee. There is an episode with him and the, 
the the riff they do very subdued like i said very dry but the riff about the corporate meeting about the upside down ketchup bottle is really good when i when i was younger i always preferred mike as the host now i prefer joel sure well all righty then so joel and abe getting us through this week uh, we hope you have had an excellent time with us. Send me your pies. What pies need to be included? Tell me how Family term- Circus is utter garbage. And I'll get that percolating for us. Uh, Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? If you'd like to have your thoughts read on the air, send us an email, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. You can listen to our entire back catalog. There's a lot of episodes there. Just go to your favorite podcast repository and search for DDT Wrestling. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and I am judging you, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling to send just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It helps us keep the lights on and it keeps this crazy podcast train a chugalugalugan. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am Durango Canyon at the DC Matthews. Is this episode 310, 311? 11. Ah, we're getting there. We're creeping towards 401 step at a time. Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie Westie?